0: Hello, and welcome to Confessions of an Aging Ingenue. I am your aging ingenue, Jenny Tooley. I'm so excited to have you here today. We are going to get started here in a minute, but first I want to extend a personal invitation to you to join us in the confessional. Wednesday nights, first Wednesday of the month. Check it out at JennyTooley.com. You might even end up in the confessor seat. Okie dokie. Here we go. Hey everybody, it's Jenny Tooley. How are you today? It is a lovely evening here in Austin, Texas, and um, you know what? It's ACL time. If you're not familiar with that, that means that is when Oh, my God. I don't know how many people now. It used to be like 60,000 people descended upon Austin to go to the Austin City Limits Music Festival. It's so big now that it spans over two weekends. And uh, it's, it's a lot. You can't miss it. You can also hear it if you live in, or work in certain parts of the city. Um, so I actually just came home from work. And uh, I work right near Zilker Park right now, so I got to hear sound checks tonight, which brought me to thinking about music, so I thought tonight I would tell a a more in-depth story about me and singing, so uh, yeah, kittens are definitely playing in the background right now, Uh, the laundry basket is on the floor and fair game, so if you hear banging and squeaking, it is just kittens, y'all, here we go. <clears throat> Have I... Oh, out- mm, boy! I love it that this is uncensored and edited. <laughs> Let's try again. Have I told you about the time that somebody told me I was a singer, and I realized he was right? <laughs> um. Okay. So this is. This story goes, starts for a long time ago, and it ends right now. Actually, it's a continuing saga. It's a continuing saga. When I was young, I think I thought I was going to be some kind of rock star. Mm, no, that was in the late 70s or 80s. Yeah, I was a weird kid. I loved REM and In Excess, so you guys got to think back to like mid to late 80s on that. Post-mod music, oh my god. Um, yeah. Alternative is what it it was called alternative at the time. Now alternative means something I think a little different anyway. So, um, I was in a band. It was called phaging Todd. Go look that up. See if you can find the word phaging and the word Todd in the dictionary. Um, I was in this band with two of my friends and we were in high school and, uh, we wrote music together. And I was the singer in the band. And I don't know how long that lasted, but the way it ended was, we had all gone out to uh, a pawn shop to buy a microphone. And our mic stand was an old lamp stand because, you know, we were totally cool. We basically rubber banded that puppy onto a lamp, like a, a partial lamp, like the uh, floor lamp, old antique floor lamp. Um, and we golly, I think we, we, I know we auditioned for, it was either a talent show at school, or I think they may have started doing like a rock band thing. I know we auditioned for it. I don't know that we played in it. Um, but we went and bought this all together, this microphone, at the pawn shop. And then summer happened. And at the end of summer, one of those three people there was a lot of drama in my band, my three-person band. <laughs> One of those three people came over, I think, to my house even, and said, ask me for the mic, because she had decided that I was no longer going to be in the band. And they needed the mic so that um, the guy that they had decided was going to be the singer was going to sing. So um, this like left me devastated. In my head, I had written a story, so we're talking stories here, you guys, stories in our heads. Boy, they last a long time. I wrote a story about how crappy of a singer I was, da-da-da-da-da, and I, I, I was like just crushed, crushed, and resentful, and jealous, and all those things. So years go by. I end up being cast in plays with music. I'm never in a musical not a pure musical because I don't believe I can sing. I don't believe I have the capacity to sing technically. Um, but I am in plays with music, multiple plays with music. In fact, I'm consistently in plays with music and actually sitting and writing a lot of these songs with, um, other people because the songs, the music part hadn't been written yet. So, I am on the stage singing and dancing and doing strip teases and singing, all kinds of fun. But I don't consider in my head that I am a singer. Uh, in college, I decided I was going to take a class, and I didn't want to take chorus. This was new at UTD. Like, I wasn't UTD as a first freshman. So everything that UTD is now, was it was not at that time. Like, there was no... There were, there were no young people there. There were, like, all these graduate students, like, techie graduate students. So they brought in a choir, a choral teacher, a voice coach teacher. And um, I didn't want to be in the choir, a group class, because I didn't believe I could sing. But she somehow allowed me to be in the um, solo classes. And... It didn't occur to me that that's because I was good at singing. It occurred to me that it was because there weren't a lot of people applying to be in this program. And my experience during that was fascinating. We would try to do blues um, blues songs, because that's what I gravitated toward, and Tori Amos songs. Um, so every semester, we would work on three songs. And then at the end of the semester, we would perform in front of all the other students that were in our in other individual voice students. And um, I remember performing one semester and she chose me, she, she pointed at me, she was critiquing another student and she pointed at me and she said, this other student had like technical proficiency. She says, um, you know, take a cue from Jenny because what Jenny does really well is she performs a song. <laughs> And that means that she covers her technical, um, improfi- her technical improficiencies, right? So that's all I heard. Like, I'm hearing you suck as a singer. Um, I performed in, like, the f- arts festival at the end of one semester. I did, what did I do? Traviata? El Traviata? Is that right? La was so rapella. Like, yeah, I'm not taking on simple shit, right? <laughs> I'm taking it all on. Um so was that La Bohème? I don't even remember. Uh yeah, anyway. So if you know it, please comment. I I sang this and like half of the lyrics fly out of my brain while I am on stage. And I'm just like la 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 <laughs> la and I don't stop and I get through the song. Um You know, so I always kind of thought of myself as kind of sucky while at the same time being able to cover my suck, right? It didn't matter to me either that the pianist that worked with us invited me to go down to the library bar at the Melrose and sing with him on nights that he did blues standards, La 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 la. Hello, wake up. No, no, no. I'm thinking, I can't own it for myself, right? I cannot own this. I am thinking, oh, I still have this thought. Oh well, he, I would have probably gotten down there, and he wouldn't have. Um, he would have. He he wouldn't have brought me up on the stage to sing. Boy, God, what kind of opportunity did I miss out on? Blah! Anyway, so um, then. My friend Bruce, who did the music, the score on um, Stuck, who I've known since I was 19, he even was like, you know, we should do this. We should, we should, we should do uh, like a, an album together, and I think you could do something like a Portishead kind of sound. And I'm thinking, oh, it's because I can't sing. He's telling me I should be doing, like, you know, the Porter's Head, That is a thing that, that's really not a technically proficient thing. Well, I, I never followed through on that either. All right, so that's my 20s. And now I'm moving to New York in my mid to late 20s, and I have married what? Yes, ladies and gentlemen, a an actor who is also in a band and is a singer in a band. Dun-da-da-dun! Dun, dun, dun. So, the next 10 years was really about me handing over my power to him. And we listened to his music. He was the musical guru in our house. And every singing aspiration I had just got shoved down and down and down and down until I didn't even sing for myself. I would do yogic chants because that was part of my yogic teacher training. I, in my school we learned a series of chanting yogic chants as part of what we would do in our classes that was the only thing I was doing when um my friend's baby Sean and Charmian's baby was born um I would sing to him I sang to him when he was in her belly and I'd sing the same song to him when he came out to calm him down um and it was a chant it was a yogic chant again a yogic chant so it had a purpose and a reason, all that stuff behind it. So, you know, 10 years goes by. I get divorced. Come to Austin. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, what do I do? I get in a relationship with a full-blown musician <laughs> in a band. Yes, they opened ACL the, years ago. I got to go to ACL for free um, because his band Nello was um, playing there. Nello, also a band from Stuck. Yes, yay. Um, he also, Stephen wrote the songs with me for Franny. So um, there you go. Um, so I would go to all his gigs, and he was the musician in the house again. Now what was interesting is things started to shift for me. And he, I, I would sometimes sing to him while we were going to sleep, And he really liked that. Um, So I started to be able to feel, like, comfortable again singing. And to have somebody who was so, such a proficient musician ask me to sing was, like, really awesome. So um, then we would also kind of sit sometimes and uh like if he was working on something where he needed to do christmas carols he would pull out the guitar and he'd be working through christmas carols and like i would sing the lyrics with him so to to get him prepared for gigs where they were doing things like that um so at this point i decided i was going to play franny in the movie stuck which is my first feature film um Oh, wait, wait, wait. We have skipped a whole very important thing. In in between here, while I'm... I hadn't even started singing, singing lullabies yet. Um, this was when I was still living in Austin. So um, I had gotten divorced, and I'd come to Austin. And I got booked on Richard Linklater's Boyhood. And if you're not familiar with that movie... Go find it. It is a beautiful, amazing film. Such a privilege and honor to be part of it. Well, part of Boyhood was that some of it was scripted and a whole bunch of it wasn't. So um, one day on the set, Ethan Hawke, who was was my husband in the movie, pulls out his guitar and he says, Let's sing a song. And I went, Howa? And like my stomach started clenching my heart stopped and I was like okay great that sounds great let's do that by my 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 voice got really high (laughs) you know Richard's like yeah yeah let's do it so I went and sat in the honey wagon with Ethan and he taught me this song that he had written And I recorded it on my phone, went home that night and just played it over and over and over and over and over again and sang it over and over and over and over and over over again. I was mortified. Um, And the next day we got to the set and sat down and we started to shoot this scene and I just had to put every bit of myself aside at that moment and just be there. And um, the kids, if you know that scene, it's a family singing a song together. The kids didn't really know the song. We had to teach them the song um, as we were shooting. That wasn't part of the scene. The kids were supposed to know the song in the scene. Um, so it was really you know, important that Ethan and I knew the song inside and out. And there was a point at which he kind of fumbled a little bit And I just kept going, and he actually thanked me later for, um, you know, carrying carrying it through. Because he's a really nice guy. He's a great actor, very professional, and a wonderful person to work with. Thank you. Um, So we got done with that, and I'm just thinking, thank God we're done with that. And um, Richard says to me... Oh, yeah, thanks. We were just that, that you know, dead. he said something. I could not accept the compliment he was offering me. I'm sure I came off as, like, being really shut down and, like, just wanting to get out of there because of all the crap had, that had been built into my head about my insecurities and my inability to sing. I actually had to make a phone call afterwards to a friend... Um, who I knew could support me because I was just so unsteady about it. So I was getting this wonderful compliment from this amazing director and, like, just shutting down. Ugh. Right? Okay, now we'll fast forward. Singing lullabies, singing um, Christmas songs... We're gonna fast forward to Franny, who I agree. You know, I agreed with myself that I would play in my movie. <laughs> Thank you, Jenny, for offering me that role. It was a really great role. Um, I got to work with a great, great director on that movie. Um, so, uh, Franny, I knew I was gonna to need to sing these songs. I hadn't even written them yet. They were not written out in the script, lyrically or musically. And um, I built those songs singing in the bathtub, and there's like a full description of this on my Patreon page, which is going to soon be um, on my blog on my wember- membership site so my members can see you know the, how, the two year journey of writing these songs. So I won't go into that now, but basically, I sang them in the bathtub. Stephen and I worked on them together. He took them off and you know made them even better um, did the instrumentals and everything on them. And then I had to go in and sing them. Dude, that was really scary for me. I still had this belief that I could not sing. And it was made even more difficult because we, when we got in the studio, all that nice comfy stuff we did at home was gone. Um, he's a very exacting musician, and um, he is very much in the line of, of perfection. And I don't have the technical proficiency to deliver perfection, so it was a little—it was frustrating for both of us, really. And I felt pretty shut down because I—I I just didn't feel like I was delivering what I wanted to deliver or what he wanted to hear. And, um, I walked away from doing the, um, rough vocals, just feeling disappointed with myself, but I did it. Um, so basically we ended up taking the songs that he and I had put together, um, and moving them out of his studio and moving them into Bruce's studio so that Bruce was going to finish these songs. And um, like it was a year later, I think that I went back in to record these songs. A lot had happened in my life, um, and I walked in. I I was honest with Bruce. I was like, "Man, I'm I'm nervous." And he's like, "Why are you nervous? You know, we've known each other for whatever almost thirty years now." And I was like, "You know, I just had this experience last time, and um, I I just have." I'm really insecure about my voice. And it was like, oh, Jenny, don't worry. There's nothing but love here. Nothing but love. Um, and we redid some of those tracks and tried a few different things. And he, Bruce is also an excellent musician and very exacting. Um, and sorry, there's a kitten now swallowing things that the kitten should not be swallowing. Okay, so he is very good very exacting as well, Um, and you know, I could tell that he would have loved it if I could have performed a little different. He actually got a vocal coach on the phone so that we could talk through how to um, sing a certain word that was challenging, Um, and uh, you know, we got it done, and I walked away from that, and I still felt weird. Okay, so now, you know, I've laid down two original songs that I have written, I've worked with the musicians on, I've produced them and I sang them. Fast forward another little bit of time. People are commenting to me, my dad hears Shade of Blue and he says to me, I didn't know you could sing. And I was like, "Um, yeah. Uh, the lovely Jen Kenzer walks up to me after the preview screening of Stuck, and it's like, oh, my God, I love that song that you, you I didn't know you could sing. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Still not able to own this, right? All i want wanted to be is a rock star, and I can't even own these two songs that I performed. So I'm standing at the premiere of Stuck. Uh, A a day before the premiere at the festival, I am standing with another producer who has produced movies that I really love. Um, I was just so gifted to meet him. And we're all chatting, and I don't know how it came up, but it came up, and he had seen the movie. And he says, oh, well, you're a singer, aren't you? And I was like, oh, yes, I am. And then I proceeded to tell him this entire story that I just told you pretty much. (laughs) Two people's eyes were glazing over. He was pretty connected with it. But it took, somebody had pretty much just met to like readjust my perspective and get my reality going. And I still hadn't really absorbed it until... I also realized I have two songs on BMI which is the performing rights organization which is amazing Um, and we just released uh, the songs to sell on my website and I emailed everybody to let them know that those were available somebody immediately bought them. Now it's only been one person so far, but y'all, like, I just sold two songs, two of my songs, so why am I still sitting here thinking that I'm not a singer? It has to do with perfection. It's all about perfection and, like, holding myself to a very specific idea and definition of what something is supposed to be plus it's i only have two songs i'm not a musician that's become very clear to me i you know i don't do i don't live and breathe music these are all things we're supposed to do if we're going to be you know singers or musicians or whatever you want to call it rock stars i don't know rock stars they don't have to know all that stuff so why do i think i have to anyway so um yeah that's that has been really in my face right now and very clear to me, um, a very clear example of how I do not own who I am and what I have accomplished in my life. Um, it is just like jello slipping through my fingers and, um, it's kind of, it's, it, I feel sad about that. Um, um, But I'm also incredibly happy because I've become aware of this. And I know now I just need to sit in acceptance of it. And then I can take an action that will help me change this thing about whatever this is that doesn't allow me to own my talents and skills and who I am. And all the freaking things I've accomplished in my life. (laughs) So anyway, um, that is the story about how I learned from somebody else that I am a singer. All right, you guys, love you. Thanks for being here with me today. I'm Jenny Tooley, your host. I can't wait to hear what you have to say about today's episode, so please comment, review, follow, subscribe, all those things that keep our podcast thriving. Until next time.